Blog Talk Radio. You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That ain't that what we're supposed to do. It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. to have personal responsibility, political accountability, and corporate culpability. We must eliminate poverty. I don't care what color the person a child. Your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. If you are a regular listener to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, you know this Saturday is our Conversation with Smart People series, as I am glad to introduce uh, another smart person on the Mental Dialogue Talk Show as I bring on Jamel Shelton. How you doing, King? Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Uh, glad to have you. Say hello to the truth seekers, and if you will, give a little bit of your background, King, as we get started with this morning's conversation with smart people. Thanks for being with us. Good morning, good brother. Thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate this opportunity. Uh, hello, world. Hello, all the truth seekers. My name is Jamel Shelton. Uh, I am the co-owner of Just Add Honey Tea Company, a loose-leaf tea company based in Atlanta with two storefronts, uh, one inside the historic Sweet Auburn Curve Market right in the heart of the city, and then we recently built out a, uh, a tea house uh, just over a year ago, uh, literally. Jamal, let me um, interrupt you real quick, King. Uh, we, I, I know I touched base with you right before the show started, and you were clear. It's, 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 um, it's a little staticky. So what I'm gonna have you do real quick. It doesn't take long. Just call right back in, and it usually fixes it. It doesn't happen too often, but I'm noticing if I hear it, the audience hears it. So if you will, just Not call right back into the number, and Not we're gonna start your intro back over. No problem. No, it's not anything okay. you're doing. It just sometimes it just connects that way. Just call back in. Not a problem at all. Yep, so we'll have Jamel call right back in again for this morning's conversation with smart people and get him introduced so we can get into this morning's conversation. This brother is a prominent business owner here in the Atlanta area, so we're going to talk a little business. Um, but as if you saw the promotions for this week, we're actually going to also get into a conversation he and I had on social media that uh, I think will be very interesting in the second half of this conversation. We have Jamel back on, so again, let's get him introduced. 
and we will definitely get into this morning's conversation with smart people. All right, Jamel, let's do a what is it? Mike check one night with Mike. You remember that one? Mike check one two. <laughs> and can you can you hear me clearly now, brother? Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming through a little better. It was getting it was just a little static, and I'm like, I don't want to make sure everybody can hear everything you were saying as you were kind of giving up the detail to you being. Uh, as you said, just add T, but if you will, just kind of restart the whole intro so people can make sure everybody heard everything clearly because I want you to understand, in a sense, why I'm bringing you on as we get into this morning's discussion. Go ahead, Ken. Absolutely. Uh, well, again, good morning, good brother. My name is uh, Jamel Shelton. I am co-owner of Just Add Honey Tea Company. We are a loosely tea company based in downtown Atlanta with uh, two retail spaces now. We have one inside the uh, historic Sweet Auburn Curve Market right in the heart of the city. And uh, over the past year, we've built out our second location, uh, which is a tea house that sits on the East Atlanta Beltline. That is locations in between Pond City Market and Crog Street, um, right, again, right on the, uh, the east side Atlanta uh, Beltline. Um, in addition to that, I'm also the co-founder of a, uh, a men's group called Undugu. Uh, we've been around actually for just a year. Tomorrow we're celebrating our one-year anniversary uh, with uh, Just Add Honey. My wife and I are the, uh, the owners of Just Add Honey. Her name is uh, Brandy Shelton. She is actually the founder, the owner, the, the brainchild of uh, Just Add Honey Tea Company. And I started working with inside the company, making it a family business, about four and a half, five years ago after uh, just me spending time in corporate America, uh, tired of uh, kind of giving my gifts to uh, other corporations and wanted to do something that could uh, definitely yield a legacy for not only my wife, but my kids and, uh, you know, the people that come up behind us. Hey, love it. Um, been following your story uh, somewhat by happenstance. Uh, you understand to a certain extent that when it comes to the Mental Dialogue Community Club, I've been, in a sense, grassroots on the ground for a lot of years. And, and one of the things that we've always loved to do as a part of the community club is seek out those black-owned businesses. And I remember and kind of fell into uh, your spot. Uh, at one point, and was like, okay, this is you know, this is ours. You know, to be like meeting you, say, hey, this is ours, and really getting into some of what you just said, the story of how you started, why you started. Uh, we found out we've had you know some similar relationships over the years, and that's not too uncommon, right? In the Atlanta market, when you when you care about the community, you're gonna run into others who care about the community. So it's been great meeting you years ago and seeing your growth. Um, your, yours and your wife's growth, to be fair, as you said, she's the brainchild to just add tea. I'm sorry, just add honey. I'm sorry. Absolutely. And, yeah, with that said, I've seen it go to one space, seen you move to the space you're just, the first the space you just mentioned, and be able to ask you that question, how was the move? And it was lovely to hear you say at that point, the move was perfect. We're growing now, and this is before you had added the second location. But, again, I remember when you were in other locations prior to that, and you said that move was the move, as you always hear when it comes to business, location, location, location. And I remember that, for what I recall in that conversation, that ended up being the key. When you got into that location, it prompted the success that I think we're hearing and seeing, seeing right now. So, um, you know, again, you just want to kind of give the backdrop of how, in a sense, I've been knowing you for a number of years and seen a lot of transformation with this company. But the best thing is what you just said. When I first met you, the, the work and effort that you were putting into, as you say, come out of 
corporate, because how many of us have that dream, especially in our community, right? So I've seen you from almost early stages to where you are now, and it's been a lovely journey just to sit back and watch it, just for me to say that to you live on the air, Jamel. So glad to have you on this morning. And the first part of this, I do want to dig into that story of just Ad Honey, and we definitely want to second half of this conversation get into the conversation you and I had that references, as you said, the being the founder of Undugu, and I want to learn more about it, and we'll, you know, let the people know about the little back and forth we end up having on social media that I think will be very interesting as we get into that. But again, just to give kind of the context of where we're going to go with this smart conversation this morning, man, again, just glad to have you on this morning, and thank you for being with us. And as we always do at this time, we just do a quick little break, and when we come back, we're going to get hot and heavy into this morning's conversation with smart people again thank you so much king for being with us not a problem thank you nah, absolutely all right we're going to go to a quick break and when we come back we will come back with jamel shelton co-founder of just add honey all i ask is that you think My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's conversation with smart people, Jamel Shelton, co-founder of Just Add Honey. Co-owner. I give all credit to the founding of uh, Just Add Honey to my wife, Brandy Shelton. Uh, I am the co-owner, but she is absolutely a founder. Hey, I stand corrected. Co-owner, absolutely. Let me say that correctly. <laughs> it's all love, we definitely brother. want to make sure the queen absolutely. <laughs> I know gets, she's listening in. Uh, I don't want any problems too. when I get yeah, home. We brother. can't play with that. You know, we can't play with it. I can mess <laughs> it up, but you, on the other hand, cannot mess that up. <laughs> you don't want to get off this show talking about you didn't. You didn't correct that, brother. <laughs> Right, exactly. No, it's all good. I'm, I'm, I'm messing around. I'm messing around. Yes. Nah, I yes. know you. I know. I know how I go, King. I know. How I go. But yeah, before the uh, before the quick break, I was just mentioning that you know, obviously, I met you even before you were in both of the locations that you're in now, and so that's a big transformation, uh, and an attestment to you know you and your wife in the sense of continuing and growing. And as I mentioned in this, the write up for this discussion this morning, a lot of businesses in Atlanta, for example, have been strongholds, but often wanting to expand, but never figuring that out. And so I just wanted to kind of delve into what that part of the process was, the thinking behind it, because typically a lot of people want to grow, and sometimes they spend a lifetime just staying in business, if that makes sense. And so I wanted to kind of hear your thoughts on, again, y'all y'all one, ability to do it, and your thoughts about, in a sense, maybe even seeing other business owners who can't, in a sense, figure it out, if that makes sense. I just wanted to hear, again, how, you know, what that what is that thought process for you, if you will? 
Absolutely. So, uh, kind of, I'll just give you all the history of uh, Just Add Honey. Uh, so, we've been established now for the last 13 years. Again, as I uh, mentioned earlier, my wife is the founder of Just Add Honey. And uh, growing up, her uh, she's always had a love for tea. Her and her mom, that their thing was traveling around to uh, different states, uh, different cities, and finding uh, tea houses kind of tucked tucked in the side of uh, some of these cities and grabbing a cup of tea as well as um, as well as collecting teapots. That's, that was just her thing growing up. Uh, fast forward to 2005, her, um, her mom had uh, cancer and unfortunately uh, left us. But uh, so to honor her mom's legacy and their relationship, um, in addition to just her love for teas, uh, Brandy started Just Add Honey. It was uh, more of a uh, just kind of a love fest between her and teas. They would create uh, certain, she would create certain blends for friends and family, nothing really serious, um, just kind of dabbling with it. And then um, it started getting a little bit more serious. We started collecting a little bit more teapots inside the garage. And uh, I, I think kind of that was the, uh, the start of it. Um, I always say that... Um, uh, her her first love was tea. Second part was business. Um, me, on the other hand, I have a background in uh, real estate and property management, and always working kind of in that corporate America setting. So, as Brandy started growing this company from kind of just out of a, a love fest to a hobby. Uh, to setting up at, you know, uh, various festivals and farmer's markets. I was kind of watching it from the side as I was kind of growing these uh, these uh, these large corporations, making dollars for them. And it kind of just came to a head where um, I just didn't want to continue to do it. Brandy was um, – I was just literally watching Brandy – uh, not stressed, but just kind of be overwhelmed with uh, some of the responsibilities that she uh, she was un- undertaking to try to make this thing come true. And um, you know, fortunately, we were in a space where uh, we had a few we, we had a few dollars we had a few dollars uh, off to the side. I just said, you know, let's just take a chance at it. You know, let me um, kind of leave corporate America and um, and take a chance take a chance at it. And uh, it started off with just being inside of a warehouse space out in Tucker, she was having like a uh, sales agent or two kind of starting doing um, wholesale orders. And then we got the opportunity uh, back in 2015 to participate in the the street car um, craziness that was taking place in Atlanta. So we won a grant. Um, Brandy uh, one day just put in a a request to do a a grant opportunity, which would give us the ability to be inside of a, uh, a downtown location for about six months. At the time, Atlanta was mm-hmm. changing in the heart of downtown. They was building out the streetcar, and um, we had the opportunity to uh, kind of set up space for about six months and just kind of test out the product. And I always say that was the first time that ordinarily when Brandy was uh, kind of, um, you know, doing the product herself, she was uh, able to sell online, do various markets. But that was the first time that we actually had a space where we would see people literally coming down for a cup of tea, uh, coming in as strangers, uh, black women coming in as strangers, literally after 5, 10, uh, 15 minutes of conversation, they were hugging each other, um, just kind of really bigging each other <laughs> up. And that was the first time we always say that um, – we had the opportunity to see people gather over a cup of or a blend of tea that my wife created. That uh, original pop-up location was on the historical street of uh, Auburn Avenue here in Atlanta. Um, you know, you know, Auburn Avenue has such a rich history of black-owned businesses. So in a way, we felt like we were really standing on the shoulders of uh, some giants, uh, you know, with inside of uh, the Sweet Auburn uh, neighborhood and providing a space for our people to gather in ways that um, 
other other ways we would not normally have done so. And over the years, I've seen Atlanta grow so much with uh, black-owned businesses and more, more of these safe spaces where we can kind of just be ourselves authentically, and it's really just a beautiful thing to uh, to witness. So that was a pop-up location. Um, it lasted for about a year. Uh, what happened with that is the, um, the, the, the lease, the person that was leasing the space to us, for some reason they thought that we were making a lot more money than we were, uh, tried to go up on a right. rent a considerable amount. And uh, it was something that we just didn't take, you know, uh, we weren't going for. So, man, I just tell you how faith works and just kind of believe in yourself. So that day we got that information. We walked over to the Sweet Auburn Curb Market, literally just two blocks away, and we were having a conversation um, inside of what was then a coffee shop. And uh, we were overhearing the uh, the gentleman say that uh, the owner, how he was trying to get off the space, the guy, he lived in Athens, he was traveling to the city each and every day, and it was something that was kind of just time-consuming. And Brandy and I kind of looked up. Uh, and long story short, uh, made an uh, agreement with him, and then spoke to the um, spoke to the market itself, and we were able to swiftly uh, get him out of there, which is what he wanted, and put us in that space, which is something that we wanted, which really was um, a, just an, a great opportunity for us to really grow. I always say with the pop-up location, it was more of a destination spot, so you had to know that we were there in order to kind of sit down with us and enjoy a cup of tea, but inside the Sweet Auburn Curb Market, with its history and just so many people frequent this location every single day, we would have people that walk in that were looking for a slice of pizza or a hamburger or a smoothie and literally just accidentally bumping into that space, which really kind of uh, put us on a greater platform, which allowed us to grow considerably. Uh, we're still there. That's kind of our our flagship, if you will. And then um, with our new location, so we had so many, um, especially women, um, especially black women, that were interested in tea parties and, you know, kind of dressing up and looking nice and really kind of celebrating themselves or whatever uh, whatever occasion was taking place. And we had so many people requesting tea parties, um, and the Sweet Auburn location just is really not conducive. So Brandy, the brainchild, she just went back into it and said, man, you know, we need an actual tea house. And this is what we found the uh, the location on the Beltline, which is open uh, five days a week. Uh, weekends are really busy. We have uh, my wife teaches tea blending classes every um, every first Sunday. We do high tea parties, tea tastings. Uh, my wife teaches tea ritual classes. Um, anything to kind of get people inside. So um, that's really how uh, just how Honey kind of started, and now we have you know several arms of the location. I always say. That uh, we, my wife and I, we, as when, when I when I first started working with inside the company, it it was obvious that we needed our own uh, separate responsibility, really to kind of keep the household happy and healthy. Um, in addition, <laughs> also to <laughs> just being honest, right? This is this is truth. This is truth. Yeah, talk radio, that's so, what we do here. That's so, what we know for a minute. Uh, we keep the Indians inside the kitchen. So uh, <laughs> I always say a running joke is, uh, you know, I've been fired, you know, a strong twenty times, man. I've quit a strong. <laughs> 50 times, and we had to really just kind of learn to operate not only as husband and wife, but as business owner. And that really took, you know, being honest, that took a lot of uh, maturity on both of our parts, and we kind of got it going. So now um, we really have uh, allowed ourselves, because we now kind of uh, uh, have so many arms and we have each and re- each are responsible for uh, different things, it's really enabled us to um, really kind of uh, – uh, project our platform, especially here in Atlanta. So with inside the two locations, Brandy operates all the storefront or the two locations and everything that happens with inside the two locations. On my end, I operate all of our wholesale. So we work with a number of different uh, coffee shops, 
restaurants, uh, co-working spaces uh, in and around Atlanta, as well as throughout the southeast. I also work on our online side of the company, and we have a mobile T-bar setup where we go inside of uh, college campuses, uh, conferences, movie sets, um, any place that people gather, and we essentially bring the party to them. So it's really allowed us a great uh, footprint in Atlanta, and I say Atlanta, man, they have been, Atlanta's been just so inviting and so encouraging, and with everything that's taking place amongst um, so many different black businesses, uh, we just want to be one more example of what's possible if you, um, if you remove that fear, or not if you remove the fear, but if you operate in spite of the fear, um, and the more, it seems like the more that we grow, the more that we understand that um, all you have to do it's just start the process. I think so often um, people, we kind of have, um, you know, we kind of paralyze ourselves. We think too much um, about what may not happen or what may not work. And what Brandy and I found to be successful in our in our lives is just showing up and taking that one step and just by default, um, you know, the universe or that higher being is going to kind of meet you where you are. So that's all we're doing really um, Honestly, brother, is we're just stepping. Um, you know, we're we're stepping in spite of fear. It's really uh, it's been very challenging opening a store location number two. Um, you know, primarily because of the uh, the capital we have up until now, which we still have not done so yet. Uh, we are a, a debt free company, so we haven't taken out any loans. We've literally been bootstrapping wow. everything. Um, which is which is really great, right? We're proud of that, but we're in a space right now where we have so many opportunities, um, humbly speaking, that are showing up to us that uh, we're really kind of making this decision of um, what we're gonna what we're gonna do next um, in terms of um, right. in terms of growth. So now we're looking at opportunities as far as franchising, um, this uh, the system that we have going on, and just so many other things that we have at our disposal that we just really weren't thinking about. Um, it's amazing that when when you show up. Uh, how God just blesses you with uh, more and more opportunity, um, but it also challenges you in other ways that you're not accustomed to. Sorry for speaking so long, brother. You gave me the mic, though. No, absolutely. No, this this is a beautiful story. I mean, one thing I absolutely love to do, and, and consider what one of our purposes with uh, opportunity like conversation with smart people is to share the, our stories with our people. You know, you know, and, and we're always talking about you know not enough. Um, viewership or awareness about what we're doing. So I think just giving that full background, that full context, uh, in my opinion, was very necessary. And it gave me a couple of areas I would like to jump into that I don't even know if I was considering covering. And it was just, if you will, I'll go back to where you were. It was just kind of joking over the, the concept of, you know, how you and Brandy as husband and wife have, in a sense, been able to do that. Because, you know, one thing that people talk about quite often is if husband and wife work together, like see each other all throughout the day and what that what that in a sense what that is like and what that's to contend with. But in the right. sense of there's there's this natural aspiration, I think we see more, hear more of it now, where people absolutely would love to quote unquote have a family business. Like that's something that is always relatively prestigious just in the sense of how society looks at it. Um I think oh, in America our community we think about uh, it. You know? Exactly. Exactly, exactly. So with that a lot said, of the Wells Fargo's that's kind of where I would like There's to. There's a lot of uh, large corporations that most people may not know that was, you know, kind of started off as, a, as really just a family business, you know, 50, 100 mm-hmm. plus years ago. I mean, you're talking about generational wealth. But before all that, it started off with just one or an idea. Um, but, yeah, you're absolutely right, mm-hmm. brother. So with that said, um, for someone thinking of that journey, 
And, again, like you say, y'all are figuring it out and navigating it. Uh, but for somebody who says, you know what, I, I like what y'all are doing, you know, their idea may be you know, something totally different, but the concept of, you know, what is it like for husband and wife and family? Like I, I, I've had the pleasure of being served tea by your your children because that's how much this is a family business. Like, like I know it to that degree. I remember the pop-up location. I remember um, we were part of another organ, another group that was coming together trying to figure things out, and I remember you volunteered your location that time. We did the, 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 um, the, the event with the youth. So you've always yeah. not only, you know, not only have you become a business owner, and quite often business owners get so busy that sometimes being part of the community is hard. You 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 haven't strayed away from building this business and being a part of the community. So that's what I applaud you for, and I got to know you, as you said, in that location where you just had to know you were there. So I would stop by there from time to time, you know what I mean, and that's how you sustain yourself, and you know, and as you said with your story. But again, to bring it back to you and Brandy, what is the advice for somebody who says, you know what, I love what y'all are doing. How you know, how, what do you, what are you, what is your advice to a husband and wife saying, you know, we might want to do something like that? What might that advice be, if you will, King? Oh yeah, I got, I, I definitely have some advice for this. So um, first and foremost, I would say um, before we even get to start with the advice is. It's possible. It's absolutely possible. Um, you know, you, you may have people that's in your ear, especially, you know, they mean no harm, uh, family and friend member that say, oh, man, that, that sounds crazy. I want you to kind of dispel all those myths. Um, Brandy and I are one of a lot of different uh, uh, people are providing evidence that it is absolutely possible. Um, so some of the advice I would give is first um, – just being honest with your partner in terms of your strengths and weaknesses, dealing with um, dealing with business. Um, sometimes you may not know that if you're first-time business owners, but you may have to experience that just through kind of trial, uh, just through trial and error. I'm sorry, I have my son right here. Just through tr- just through trial and error. Um, so that would be the the first thing. Um, something else that Brandon and I we kind of live by is uh, what we call the seesaw method. So oftentimes people say uh, people have this uh, this false sense. In my opinion, this false sense of reality as far as a 50-50 split even course. And what mm-hmm. Brandy and I have, mm-hmm. have learned to do is we operate on what we call the seesaw method. So what that means is if you take a seesaw, it's at 100%. Uh, sometimes, you know, I might be operating with inside the company at 60, but family life 40. Um, other times, Brandy might be operating, like, I'll give you a perfect example. When we mm-hmm. opened up this second location, Brandy was operating, you know, business-wise, probably on 80% um, on her end. I was doing most of the stuff inside the home. So I say allow mm-hmm. grace for your spouse and know that it's not going to always, more than likely, it's not going to always be 50-50. But if you have that trust, if you know that you have that partner and you all sincerely got each other's back and you want each other to be successful, that is going to be some times that, you know, the spouse might be working a little bit more or a little bit less. But as long as, you know, you're taking care of um, other things, right, you're picking up where things slack off. So, you know, I'm the person at that time that was coming home and cooking and washing the dishes and making sure the kids were at school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we operate mm-hmm. inside of that balance because we have an understanding that, we are here for each other in all all ways. Uh, something else, I you know, some other advice I would give is um, allow each other the space and opportunity to mess up. Um, I think sometimes 
not only can we be our own worst critic, but we also have our spouses, the ones that are closest to us, that are our worst critic. Mm-hmm. And you don't need your business partner slash wife or slash husband uh, kind of uh, criticizing you at every single time you've messed up or thought an idea was right. well and didn't work out correctly. What that is doing, you're kind of self-defeating your, your spouse and in essence, you're, you're self-defeating the dream that you all are creating together. So one thing me and Brandy know, uh, we, we allow each other to mess up, man. You know, you got an idea, put it on a wall. If it doesn't stick, then let's go on with something else. It's all about, you know, for us, it's all about moving forward and not kind of criticizing each other again. And that kind of goes back down to that whole notion that I know you have the best intentions for the company. I know you have the right. best intentions for our family. Right. Um, so with me understanding. That I know you're not doing anything to be malice and to try to jeopardize this uh, this dream that we're building. So, you know, sometimes you have to uh, take the things that are inside of you, and in order to kind of you feel that, that soul purpose, that internal purpose, you got to try it out. And sometimes it may be what you think it is. Other times it may not. But if you don't have that relationship with your spouse when they know it's all right to fail um, because failure leads to success, then um, – you're gonna have, you're gonna start button heads, and then what's gonna typically happen? You start going tick for tat, you know. And I'm saying this by experience. We mm-hmm. we have learned, you know, these these this advice I'm giving you. This mm-hmm. is not something that we read in a book. This is something that we have lit, we have lived, and we're still currently living. We had to learn these things. Um, so you know, you don't want to get into a tick for tat where you know person A messes up first, and then person B is like, oh, uh, you know, um, or when I get my opportunity, um, or you know, I'm gonna right. kind of criticize. Person. You can't even have that mindset. You have to have the mindset that we're in this thing together. Um, there are going to be some times where I'm going to be working a lot more than you are. There's going to be some times where you're going to have to be at home with the kids. And it, it's frustrating. I, I think for me, if I'm being honest, um, I had to mature a whole lot, right, from what it, uh, what it, uh, okay. what it looks like to be, um, you know, in some essences, a man and what that portrayed. Yeah, I was washing the dishes. I was getting the, the kids up in school mm-hmm. in the morning and making sure I was tucking them into bed. But, you know, I'm, I'm the father, right? So that's that. even that myth of, you know, the women doing that should be just kind of, kind of completely uh, debunked. I know we're going into other, other categories, but... Um, no, I love it. This is, this is what we want to go into. This is definitely... Right, we cool. want to get into the intricacies. We want to get into the nuance. And so the stuff you're talking right. now is, for me, is what makes mental dialogue what makes mental dialogue. You know what I mean? We could do the typical, not for, you know, both on the business end. You know, we're starting there, but what you're talking now is... The things that, small if we're saying we ask people, that question, you've given, walk in, yeah, you've given. They, they see something, and it, behind the scenes, they have no idea what's going on. That's that's the exactly. that's what I like to kind of spill over, like the, the honest, because you know we live in a society, man, where um, you know people see these pretty pictures online, and they don't know that you know that last night, you know, we was up to two o'clock in the morning, right? You know, uh, meeting right. or producing or doing whatever we're doing is there's a there's so many things that are behind the curtain and when i when i have the opportunity to talk to individuals that are looking at this you know i want to be a honest representation across the board of what this looks like the good the bad the ugly the scary you know those those moments where you're fearful those moments where you're like i don't know what the hell we're doing um and being that comfortable (laughs) in yourself when you're going to seeking out help it's um the even the, the piece of the emotion, which uh, the the emotions that kind of run rampant when owning the business um, and being kind of controlling your destiny. There's a lot of a lot of emotions that kind of go into that, man. So I, I just I try no, my absolutely. best to be honest. And what I'll say, we actually up against a break. But what I, yeah, what I'll say to you, and I was thinking about this as you was explaining some of that. 
and uh, you know, there's probably like you said, people don't know what's behind the veil. I this is, may sound crazy to you, but outside looking in, y'all make it look easy and beautiful. I know it's everything but, but I'm telling you as an outside beautiful. observer, y'all make it look. <laughs> <laughs> it is You're beautiful, beautiful, but, it's but not easy, easy like hell now. Nah. <laughs> you ain't taking that. I can do that. But now we up against the break. Let's talk about Chloe. It's a beautiful struggle, man. A... <laughs> absolutely, 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 absolutely. But yeah, we're gonna go to a quick break. We come back from the break. We go kind of curve into the undugu and our conversation that we were having. Again, I could do this with you all day because you're just giving all kind of gems. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. Where all I ask is that you think. Square Business Entertainment brings you their latest hit. I Really Want You by Taylor Pace. Take a listen. Entertainment. They are also rewarding their fans with a new release every 30 days. Here's another one by Taylor Pace. Love can't define this. Love can define this. Can capture all your sweetness and your kindness. Love can define this. We're crippled and love would only blind us. Well, love can define this. Today is my day. Today I put aside all that worried, upset, or consumed me yesterday. Today is my day. Today is the day I say no to any negative thought, feeling, or remembrance of the past, hurt, or disappointment. What's it worth in this moment anyway? Today is my day. Today is the day I say yes to life. Today is the day I see that I can do more, be more, love, and live more. That's right. Today is my day. Today is the day I know that neither my happiness nor success depend on any person, place, or thing. So why stress? Today is my day. Today is the day I see in myself all the qualities I need to be happy and fulfilled in all that I do, being the best version of myself yet and nothing less. Today is my day. Today is the day that my world is fresh and new. Today I am filled with self-confidence and assurance that I am the master of my life, and I'll spread that message too. Today, I set out to accomplish great things, living up to my own standard of greatness as a human, not consumed with just doing, but also being, being present and also just simply being. Today, I will have a knowing that God and the universe is supporting me with energy and inspiration, fueling my fullest capabilities. Today is my day. I give thanks in abundance. So it is. I'll share. Come join us this Sunday, February 16th, as the men of Undugu celebrate our one-year anniversary. Click the link in the bio or on the comment section to register. Hope to see you there. Welcome back to the Myths Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's conversation with smart people, Jamel Shelton, as you just heard, a cut from the organization that, that he was is love. 
founder. I think I'm going to get this right. You are the founder of this one, right? I got this one right. <laughs> That's co founder, yes, of Undugu. That that's co-founder, love. Okay, co founder. Love. No, nah, absolutely. Co founder of Undugu. And so we are transitioning into that conversation. What I will say to you, Jabelle, I hope you and you and Brandy both will be open to because I think it'll be a beautiful opportunity as I was listening to you starting to get into the nuance and I'm pretty sure the listeners would love to hear more of that. So I'm gonna put you on the spot on the air before we even get into Undugu to say I would love to have you and Brandy on the show together. So we can really hear both sides of that story and continue hearing more about it. Because, again, I think y'all are, are definitely becoming staples of this community. Uh, and, and, again, I love seeing the the expansion and, and, and wanted to get more into the, the expansion. But it's, I definitely need to make this transition because, again, you and I had a, a nice back and forth uh, in reference to, and I'll, I'll give this context and then we'll jump right into it. Because this week I had made the statement that, um, something to the effect of um, the only safe space that black men need is a woman that they could trust. And I, you know, I kind of threw a little shout out there and said, "Miss me with the group head, the group hugs," and and you know that that post got a lot of comments. And you came on the post and said, "I disagree with this completely." And uh, <laughs> so so I think it's a good place All to kind of in the name of love, brother. In, in the name of love, man. <laughs> Oh yeah, of course, of course, of course. Well, well, I mean, trust me, the truth seekers—they understand. We do, we do debates and dialogues, so they're used to that. So they're probably interested in why we differ. You know what I mean? But, but again, we definitely end up having once again a beautiful dialogue and not a debate, which is what I typically tend to do, even when I put something out there. But again, in you disagreeing, um, if you will, and whatever context you want to give in reference to how we started that conversation, and I found out about this organization that I didn't even know you had. So I definitely, if I get a chance, I may try to make it out tomorrow myself. So and if there are people in Atlanta, uh, you, you can definitely give that information out on the show as well. But anyway, give any context you would in response to our back and forth based on me saying, hey, you know, men coming together and complaining about women, I don't know about that. And that's not what y'all are doing, but that's the oh, point I was, I was no, trying no, to make. No, no, sir, not point. at all. That's, that is not what we do at all, brother. We, uh, yeah, we yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that's the point I was making with the post. But, of course, okay, it's, I got it. it's a meme, right? So you can't give full context, but we figured it out when we went back and forth. Go ahead, King. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. So I guess before even giving, you know, proper context to the, the, to the uh, discussion that we had, uh, with inside of uh, the social media space, um, I would uh, I would love to kind of back up and just kind of sh- tell you how I arrived uh, to where we're at right now in terms of Undugu, and then talk about kind of the yeah, uh, our back and forth yeah, based off my experience. Perfect. Thank you. So um, so yeah. So uh, my uh, we I am co-founder of Undugu. Uh, Undugu is uh, Swahili for brotherhood, and um, what this is essentially is a safe space we've created inside of uh, currently just at Honey's uh, uh, Beltline location where uh, black men can gather one time every one time a month, every Sunday, every third Sunday, and uh, just talk about whatever it is that they're going through. Um, I've learned just throughout, um, and again, I'll get into the, um, the history of it, but um, I've learned that just so often in talking to some of these men as young as 21 years old and as old as uh, 66 years old that have been inside of our space, I've learned that for generations, um, generations upon generations, we've been told as black men that it's taboo to be honest and to be real about some of the real things that we're going through, some of the emotional struggles, the depression.
depression, uh, you know, being fearful, being afraid of certain things, um, even, um, you know, who to talk to when you go through divorce. Um, so I've just learned that, um, in my opinion, these spaces are absolutely necessary. I can tell you that it was absolutely necessary for me to kind of, uh, create this space even though it was created by accident. So back in 2018, um, uh, I always say 2018 was a really um, odd year for me. It was one of the best years that Just at Honey had financially. Um, we were, uh, you know, looking at the other location. We just had a lot of great things going on. But from a personal mm-hmm. standpoint, from a Jamel Shelton standpoint, it was one of my most miserable years. Um, I was um, wow. turning 40 years old. I was in a space where, you know, some of the friends I was hanging with, I was no longer hanging with them. Some of the things that I was doing, I was no longer doing. Uh, I was a new, you know, pretty much a new business owner with all these new responsibilities. And I remember the day before my birthday, um, 2018, I just got this large contract. It was a contract, an outside contract uh, with a a co-working space called WeWork. Um, So we provide uh, tea for all these locations. I've been working Mm -hmm. on this this contract for the last two years. Uh, The day before my birthday, I got the contract, and I think I was just so tired and just so mentally drained. I remember, uh, if I'm being honest, man, I remember uh, getting the contract, shaking the hands, walking down to my car, day before my birthday, turning 40 at that, and I just broke down, man. I'm like, I don't have anybody I can pick up the phone. I'm going to be be honest with you. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Because you would would think a contract you've been working on, and I know I'm familiar with WeWorks and how big they are, so you would think the day before your birthday, this is like a battery being your back, going into your birthday, celebrating getting the contract right before you turn the big 4-0. Like, that's what you exactly. would expect outside and looking had, in. Go ahead, the, uh, King. I'm, I'm blown it away. Complete, it had almost the complete opposite effect, man. You know, my thing was – I had nobody at that moment. I felt like I had nobody I can pick up the phone and call and have a beer with, or go to a bar with. Again, I'm, I'm going through all these transitions personally, um, the co- but the, co- the company is being really successful. And that's the other thing too, right? You know, we, we live in this bubble where it's like, you know, how dare you complain about some of the things you're going through when you have this successful business with your family? So um, again, I remember being inside the car right in the parking lot of that space. And just kind of going wow. through it, my wife calls me up. She's like, Jamel, um, I need you to pick up, uh, pick up the kids today. And, you know, even, you know, even just being tired, right, and kind of my ego showing up at that moment, I, I said internally, you know, almost how, how dare you call me the day before my birthday to ask me to pick up the kids on the, on the day that I got this large contract right before I turned 40. You know, I'm just going, going through all these emotions. And I remember going home that wow. night brother, and um, laying down and wow. going to sleep again the day before my birthday, man, with tears flowing through my eyes, man. And I tell you again just how God works. Uh, so the next morning, you know, my birthday, my wife and family, they wake me up about 4 o'clock in the morning, brother, and my wife had surprised me with a trip to Bali, a week trip out to Bali. One of my good friends and also co-founders, uh, Louis Burrell at the moment. Actually, uh, Louis Burrell is the brother that you just heard in that um, that clip that you played. Uh, okay. Today is my day. That, that was the voice of Brother Burrell. But um, he was living out, uh, living out abroad for about five years, traveling the country after paying off all of his debt. This brother got a story as well. But paid off all his debt, was traveling around, a, um, traveling around the world, and uh, was living in Bali for about a half a year. And my wife behind my back had uh, planned this elaborate trip. And, you know, after I got back, she told me that she sensed I was kind of going through something emotionally. But, you know, she took it upon herself to uh, fly me out to Bali to spend some time with my um, one of my dear brothers um, and just kind of get away. 
And I tell you, man, I went out there, and um, I've known Lewis now for about solid nine, ten years. And during that, it was something about being out there in Bali away from all responsibility and having some time to think. Um, you know, I've known his brother for a long period of time, and we would always have meaningful dialogue about what's going on, right? And it was something about that trip, man, where we opened up in ways that, as a man, I had never experienced. You know, we're talking about, um, you know, wow. the uh, the childhood trauma of uh, some of the experience that we had with our fathers and how that's affecting us now and how that's affected in past relationships. Uh, we spoke about just any and everything that was traditionally perceived as taboo. a man being less than, right, taboo, or a man being less than by expressing these emotions. And I remember so spending that time out with uh, Lewis and coming back um, to the States about a month later, I mean, not, pardon me, not a, uh, not a month later, but about, about a week later, and uh, just coming back and just realizing that the surface conversation that me and a lot of brothers I have just was not serving me anymore. So That's what I decided to do, yeah. um, one thing we, we started doing was being just completely Hey, let me do this, King. Let me do this, King, because we got another break we got to go to. So I don't want to – this part, I want to make sure we get, you know, get it. Uh, yeah, let's, if you will, let me go to a quick break before you not go into that part, if you will. Uh, but, yeah, if I could say to you uh, very quickly, see, see, I'll just kind of do, do this to be funny to a certain extent, but see, you see, your queen understood, right? So she was your safe space to say, let me let my, let my man get away for a week so I can get him back right. See, she, she that safe space I'm talking about, right? I'm just messing with you, King. Indeed. But, yeah, Indeed. We absolutely. Up, nah, absolutely. We up against the break. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. Babe, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Oh, how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies' gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's conversation with smart people, Jamel Shelton. We're having this wonderful conversation with this business owner and founder of Undugu as he's kind of breaking down the story, I guess, of how Undugu was founded. So if you will, can you pick back, right back up where you were? Again, uh, props to Brandy for the, the, the trip a week, a week away in Mali. Uh, that sounds a, a Bali. I'm sorry, I think I said the wrong Bali. Uh, that sounds amazing to me. I gotta find me a queen that's gonna send me to Bali for a week. So let, tell me, how, tell me exactly how you pull that off off the air, if you don't mind. King. <laughs> but uh, go ahead. I'm gonna yeah, go ahead. I got you. <laughs> I got you. So. Uh, yes, yeah, so the, I guess kind of pick it back up. So I get back, I get back to the states, and you no, know, my mind has shifted just in terms of 
conversations that black men need to hold or have. So what I, what I told myself is um, I'm going to just start being transparent to brothers, right? You know, because so often, and I know you can relate, so often we're in these spaces and the brothers that uh, we know and love for, for, for years, we uh, bump into each other. Hey, how you doing? All things are good. Give each other dap and keep it moving, right? We're not being honest. So mm-hmm. what I told myself is, when I, you know, when I, when I meet these brothers that I've known for a while, instead of just kind of giving that, um, that typical uh, back and forth Curse about you. how you're doing, things are well, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be transparent and um, just kind of see where the conversation starts from there. So now the conversation would be something like, hey, Jamel, long time no see. How you doing? I'm doing good, but dot, dot, dot. I'm doing good in these areas of my life, but in these areas of my life, I'm struggling with. And I tell you, brother, what happened when I was, um, which, which is what I, I say now is, it just takes one brother to remove that armor, because um, you know we, we we've been we've been taught to uh, walk outside mm-hmm. when we leave that house. Got to put on our armor. We can't show no emotions. We got to you know strap up our boots and, cool and walk out and show no emotions. Cool so got to keep that cool. So what I decided to do, you know what, I'm a I'm gonna just break off a little bit of my armor and just kind of see where the conversation goes. Uh, um, and what I've learned is, man, uh, or what what happened when I started doing that is literally every single time I would do that, um, another brother would be like, man, Jamel, that's crazy you're saying this because I'm dealing with dot, dot, dot. And that's when the real mm-hmm. conversation started happening. The conversations don't happen when, you know, again, there's no emotion, there's no authenticity, egos are involved, there's no, you know, there's no mm-hmm. real dialogue when everyone's saying, oh, everything is well. But the moment you say, I'm going through something, that really allows what I found, it allows the other brother the room, the grace to... Um, to say some of the things that's going on with them. And literally the first 12 brothers, I, I went 12 for 12, man. The first 12 brothers I did this wow. with, everybody came back with, man, I'm going through dot, dot, dot. And it's, it was so crazy dot, because dot, dot. these are men that you see in the community. These brothers mm-hmm. are business owners, uh, very successful, right? So money does money plays no part. We don't care what you're, uh, where you're at, um, Financially, uh, we're all dealing with this. Mm-hmm. And the moment that one person removes the armor, it allows the real conversation to kind of seep into that space. So after after experiencing that 12 times, I was like, man, these are brothers that I would have never known that were going through this. I need to just have a, a meeting amongst these men and just hash it out. Got so we uh, this is even before just that the second location of just that honey was uh, was built out. So we met at the gathering spot owned by you know um, Ryan and TK, mm-hmm. um, black owned company, a uh, co working space. And in that meeting, man, or in that, I won't even say meeting, in, inside that chop it up, brothers were just being so open and about any and everything, you know, any and everything. You know, where I'm at, uh, I'm, I'm not privileged to speak about some of the subjects that we talk about, yeah, but uh, for the I brothers that, that are listening, no, we're talking about uh, we're talking about every single thing that we've gone through under the sword, the hurt under the sun. There's no conversation. Just as, you know, as things that men, like you said, things that men go through that typically we've been taught. Yeah, you, we, we typically tell me if this is fair. And this is kind of what I asked you this week, right? What what I some men don't even have what I'm about to say, which is always terrible if they don't. But sometimes you've only kind of let it revealed it to that one brother that's built up that long trust. And as you said, as we get older and go about our lives, we, sometimes we lose those conversations. And even if it's that one or two brothers. What what I think I'm hearing and learning just from hearing your, this experience that you're saying is sometimes even amongst that one or two, y'all paths could be so different that there is no advice for the thing you're going to because the path could be different. But it sounds like yeah. by growing this group, 
there's full opportunity for relatability and possibly answers. And ultimately, I will, I'm listening to you and the passion that you're saying is with the freedom just to do it. But go ahead, King. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I've noticed even to your point as well with brothers that you've known for a long time, you know, oftentimes when we've had these long experiences, people, we put ourselves in the boxes and we allow others to put ourselves in the boxes. So even though you might have known this brother for, you know, five, ten years or whatever, again, given the, the same example I give with my brother Lewis, I'd known that brother for ten years, um, you know, had very, very good dialogue, but it was that Bali trip that really opened us up and we started talking on a much much, much, much deeper level. So even with the brothers that uh, you have those uh, those relationships with, sometimes you don't dig deep enough because one or both right. of you all mm-hmm. haven't completely removed your armor, right? You st- even though you still have known this brother for a long period of time, you're st- both of you all are still operating with your your full body armor on. Um, but when the brother, you know, when it takes one person to kind of remove that armor and be 100% transparent, I'm going through something with my wife. Right now, my kids don't like me. We don't have, you know, when you're that honest, right, that's when the conversation right. really reveals. Right. That's when, and that's what we notice. So that even, you know, again, you, you can know brothers for a long period of time, but if, if, if you met them with your armor on, chances are good unless you were intentional you still haven't removed your honor. So there, there is deeper conversation, but not full mass, but naked, like this is who I am. This is what I'm going through. Um, and that's right. the conversations we started having. So at the gathering spot meeting, so we, we, we had to chop it up there. And, brother, what, what, what transformed me the next morning uh, – hello? Yeah, I'm here. We're here. We're here. We're good. Go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. The, the next morning I started getting text messages, man, and this is what – like triggered something. The next morning, I started getting text mm-hmm. messages from brothers like Jamel, man. Um, after leaving your meeting, or after leaving to chop it up and having some um, some of those discussions, I was able to go home and have one of the most honest conversations I had with my wife in years. I started getting these tech wow. phone calls, brother, man. Um, I can't believe I can't believe I was that open with brothers I never met. I was starting to get all these com- these these these, these uh, conversations. A side conversation with the brothers that were in this space. So after that taking place, I'm like, we got to, you know, something, you know, we're, we might be on to something. Still had no idea. Do, yeah, we got Pardon me? Yeah, exactly. We got to do something with this. So I called up. Um, I'm still having conversation with my brother, Lewis, who was um, coming back from Bali after being uh, abroad for, you know, five years. Um, I have my big brother, Maurice, who um, at that at that time literally was just experiencing the uh, the loss of his father, who they had just such a solid relationship with. And we came together and um, we were like, let's start creating these spaces where we can travel abroad. This all started off with just us leaving the country for a week or so and just experiencing that togetherness with other brothers. Because, again, from my experience, that's what happened with me. I, I, I traveled abroad, hung out, was away from responsibilities, and all these things started manifesting in my life. So we started off with just Undugu kickbacks, which um, we wanted to just meet in Costa Rica, you know, maybe every six months or switch up the location. And what we started noticing is um, because we hadn't built up – that um, that respect or the the relationships with the brothers. No one wants to travel to a foreign country for five days and have these conversations with brothers they don't know. So we, we decided to back up, um, and this literally happened mm-hmm. literally over the course of the whole year. Tomorrow, cele- we celebrate our one year anniversary tomorrow. So over the course of last year, um, we were like, let's back up a little bit, and instead of you know kind of jumping overboard and trying to do these trips, let's just have 
open conversations with brothers um, removing our masks. So, you know, one of the things we always say is inside this space, no ego, no judgment, keep an open mind. You know, your journey is your journey. I think oftentimes we have this um, per- perception. And Brother Sunjata, who you had last week on the show, he 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 was a part of one of the uh, the chop it ups, and he made this point so um, so evident. Oftentimes we t- we speak from the men, we speak from the standpoint of as a man, right? So we we kind of generalize mm-hmm. the whole male population. And what we've learned to do in this space is speak your truth and your truth only, because we all have mm. a different experience. Yes, we're all African-American. Yes, we all live in this skin that we're in. But even with inside of that context, we're, we all have completely, you know, completely different journeys to, so to share specifically your journey. And what you'll find within that space is there's a lot of brothers that really familiarize themselves with you, and you can really get into deep conversation about what it is to um, – Go through a divorce, right? What does that look like? You know, those lonely moments because you got several brothers in the room that may have gone through divorce that had nobody to look out to. Mm-hmm. Man, when I tell you, brother, I, I'm so um, proud and passionate about uh, this thing on Dougal because I see the results. I see the brothers going back home right. and being better husbands now, which is allowing them to be brother better fathers, which is now allowing them to be better men in the community because they're taking care of themselves. It all starts within. And if we're not taking care of ourselves and if we're not uh, being honest and authentic with who we are and um, and going back and forth with other brothers who may have gone through what we've gone through or going through what we're going through or went through what we went through, then we're doing ourselves um, a disservice, which is essentially we're going we're gonna to do our family a disservice and do our community a disservice. And what I'm noticing now through these conversations, I just started off with two or three brothers that are now, you know, mm-hmm. we're walking in this 50-plus strong. Um, it's needed. You know, we're, we're, we're hearing all these stories and all this research done about um, about black men's health or mental health from a man and how mm-hmm. this is killing brothers. You know, keeping this is this is not me just saying this to be overboard. You know, there there are stats right. saying that because we're keeping the these things up, bottled in, we are dying and something has to be done and all this starts with it's just a conversation. You know, I tell brothers, come in, what typically happens in, in some of these uh Ndugu chop it up sessions is a brother for the first time they may come in they're very quiet at the reserve. They sit in the corner, and we might go through a few different conversations, and then you'll you'll kind of I see it in their eyes, right? You, you'll see a conversation, and it's like, oh, that's the conversation that I'm dealing with that right now. And all of a sudden, this brother who is first time visiting, this brother is opening up in ways that he's never opened up, getting it out. You right. got brothers that's pouring into him, and then what's happening is they're going home, they're having they're having these conversations with their their wives or their spouses, and they're sending me a text the next morning saying, Jamel. I'm grateful for this space. I was able to have these authentic conversations with my wife. And, you know, I would say to this, right, you yeah. should always have uh, authentic conversations with your wife. Um, but to be able to spar, to be able to have honest, honest dialogue with other men, I think what, what it's done for me, again, I can only speak my truth. I can only talk about what it's done for me right. over the last year. It has allowed me to be more vulnerable in front of my wife. Because, again, with, even with your wife, you have these honest conversations. But still, society has told us we are the men, right? So there's something we don't want to show too much weakness. You can let her know a little bit, but you don't want to show too much weakness because she right, might look at right. you differently. And this is the perception that we have kind of going through our brain. We don't want to take that risk because of our ego. We it, don't want to take right, that because, risk. Because Absolutely. if we take that risk and, we, and, and it goes left, then I got to deal and with we, this woman for the rest right. of my life. And that's, she knows that's, the that's, secret that's that it, right? I've been holding in. Right, so what what Undo mm-hmm. has taught me to do, or what it, what it, what I'm learning is, 
it's it's teaching me to be more vulnerable and having even more authentic conversations with my wife. Not saying that I was lying or being dishonest, but just being digging no, a I little bit deeper. Um, digging a little bit deeper, and I think that that has been again just speaking from Jamel Shelton. That has been the biggest difference with the process that I've learned and sharing um, in a space with no judgment, no ego, because the ego has a way of uh, you know kind of a. Uh, Showing up in places and times that we don't need it, you know, things that we've uh, mm-hmm. we've learned to uh, survival mode, right? So our ego sometimes teaches us to, right. you know, survival in its workforce in a lot of cases. But as we get older, as we move into different spaces, we don't need all that ego. There's some things that we can uh, let die out and kind of hold the rest. And sometimes it takes the authentic conversation of another brother who looks like you, who may be 40 years Mm -hmm. older than you. Again, we've had brothers as young as 21 Mm -hmm. and as old as 66. This brother might be 40 years older than you, but you see something in, you know, they see something in you or vice versa where it's like, man, off that Mm -hmm. brother's experience, I know I don't have to do that. You know, I know I can go a different route. And I think what what I'm trying to do, again, from a personal standpoint, is try to pivot where, my kids, I have, I have a daughter that's 22, but I also have a son that's 10 and a son that's 6, and I have a son that's 6. And what I'm looking to do with this is cut down that time, right? It took me till I was 40 years old right. to be able to start having these very authentic conversations. Right. And if I can shorten right. up the time with my son who is 10 and my son that's 6, that at 17, 18 years old, we have a, now a community of men that are raising these sons that are being honest with them, mm-hmm. that at 17 years old, they have a space where they can sit down at the table and be honest with one another, so they don't got to wait till their their 30s or their 40s, or it's too late. Again, I can't stress enough, man, that holding these emotions in um, because we're trying to be man, because we're trying to be strong, it's killing us. Mm-hmm. We have something. Hey, we have the time for the hour, King. Let me, let me. Yeah, I, I'm Sorry, loving brother. this. Uh, you no no you know yeah, I know I'm, I'm letting it go because I because I, 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 I what you're saying is needed. So that's I don't mind letting it in a, in a sense extend, but I also want to respect your time, if you will, because I asked you for an hour of your time. Um, if you if you got any more time to stay, I'm definitely open to it because the second hour is open call and people are going to talk about whatever they may want to talk about what you what you've had to say. But again, I think what you've been saying this morning is so needed. No pushback from me, even the person who put up the post when you said I vehemently disagree. I am a hundred percent with you. Uh, based on everything I'm hearing, if I can say that. But I am going to go to a break. Do you have any time to stay with us? If you need to I go, have about I definitely five minutes. I, do some other, I have about five minutes. And within that five minutes, I would just love to uh, give information, your callers, uh, you know, some of the Yeah, let's um, do that. So let me play this cut from um, Taylor Pace, and we come out of the cut, cut, and you'll be able to get out that information. All right, if you will. No problem we'll at all. I appreciate you, brother. To, yeah, absolutely. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Today is the first day of the rest of our lives. I don't have a single doubt. We flourish and thrive, knowing how God works. I really shouldn't be surprised to spend the rest of my life with my reflection in your eyes. Well, I'm going to keep loving you, loving you until my day. 
dying days. So glad to be on them. I don't do anything halfway. I will love you forever and ever and ever. God is pretty clever. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. You hear the latest cut from Square Business Entertainment and Taylor Pace, the sponsor for our show. They always give us beautiful R&B music, uh, real R&B, as I like to say. So definitely check them out on all music platforms, Spotify, iTunes. Go look up Taylor Pace, Square Business Entertainment on YouTube. Uh, love what they're doing. Got a few more minutes, a couple more minutes with Jamel Shelton for the first hour. We will open up the open call after we let this brother give out his information. Thank you so much, King, for uh, being with us. I hope you and Brandy will consider the invite to the show. I would love oh, to dialogue with both of you. Key, okay, cool. Sounds good. We'll deal. just set it up when it makes sense. All right, sounds good. Yeah, that, that's will. done deal. Just uh, give, us, like... give us a date. We'll, we'll be there, brother. Sounds good, sounds good. But I know you want to give out the information, especially for those in Atlanta that have an opportunity. Um, but yeah, I definitely, uh, the time works out. I, I want to try to make it out tomorrow. I would love to to eat, to witness this firsthand, especially being that old school brother who's like, man, what these brothers getting together for? And I wasn't even talking about y'all, as I said, just to kind of, you know, nah, kind of defend myself. I'm really, yeah, you understand <laughs> where I'm going. But go ahead, King, get that information out. No, no, no problem. So, yeah, so, so, so a few things. So, um, Tomorrow we are celebrating our one-year anniversary of Undugu. Uh, it will be held inside of the Just Add Honey location on the Beltline. The address is 684 John Wesley Dobbs. Uh, that's Atlanta, Georgia, 30303. It's going to be from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. You can come out um, and, uh, you know, eat, uh, fellowship. This is going to be open for men and women. We want our women. You know, one thing that I've been uh, that that I've been getting a lot of great responses from a lot of our sisters saying, man, Jamel, we, we've been waiting for you all to do something like this. We know that we can't give you all the things that you all need, but you need it. So, you know, the responses um, I've been getting from the women is, how can I invite my brother or my husband? or my nephew to this because I know they need this space. So this will be open for um, for both the brothers and sisters, um, especially the sisters, because you nice. have really been holding us down since, holding us up, pardon me, holding us up since the very beginning, and we really kind of owe it to ourselves to um, – to give you all as much credit and as much props as humanly possible. So, again, this tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's celebration will be open to both the men and women from 7 to 10. Um, then our next Chop It Up session, which is where we sit down with just the brothers only and have that real honest dialogue, is going to be uh, March 15th. Again, it's all every third Sunday. 
um, on, so it's going to be March 15th from 7 to 10. And what I'd like to also do is just kind of give you all our email, um, pardon me, our, uh, our Instagram information as well as our website. Our website is undukukickbacks.com. That's spelled U-N-D-U-G-U, kickbacks, K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K-S, Dot com. You can um, register for tomorrow. Um, it's free. You register for the, tomorrow to show up or for the brothers for all upcoming Chop It Up sessions. Also, um, I'd like to give you all our Instagram account. And this, I, I want to give this information because what we've been doing over the last few months is recording a lot of content, um, kind of the start of some of the conversations we have in this space. So specifically for the brothers who want to get a sense of some of the conversation we're talking about. We're not digging in too deep because it is a safe space and we don't want the world to know. But if you can go to our um, our Instagram, uh, you can get definitely a good sense of some of the subjects that are being discussed inside that space. And our Instagram is, um, is undugu underscore kickback. So it's Instagram at uh, undugu, U-N-D-U-G-U underscore kickbacks, K-I-C-K. B-A-C-K-S, and that also gives you opportunity to uh, click, click on the link and uh, register for tomorrow's uh, celebration. We're celebrating men, and we're also celebrating, of course, the women who have done it for long enough by themselves, and we need to kind of step up. Um, and outside of that, brother, I'm just grateful, man, for this, uh, this platform that you've given me, not only me, but um, this platform you've given for so many other um, individuals inside our community. You've been doing this for a lot of years, man, and, I, and I've seen the progress. I've seen the growth, and um, it's important, right? You know, I, we, when we were going back and forth yesterday, uh, I think I said that there's several ways to get up this mountain, right? So we need everybody. We, this Absolutely. is all hands on deck. We need the women. We need other men. We need spaces online. So it, it's, it's not one of these things where it has to be this or that rather than all of it. We all have these gifts and these talents, and um, I think we all should feel obligated to a certain extent to give of ourselves, um, to make our, uh, our families better, to make our communities better, um, and to make ourselves better. And um, that's what I'm preaching, man. Um, I say that um, with Just Add Honey, is, we're absolutely going to create a legacy, my wife and I, my family, with, with, with Just Add Honey. But um, I think my calling, I think you know, my God-giving gift, and one of the reasons I'm here is to create this space for these men to gather and to save ourselves emotionally. And uh, that's all I have to say, brother. Now, that's major. Thank you so much. Um, absolutely. Um, you're not preaching. You're living it. Let me say that to you. And all of the information you gave out for how to stay in contact, if you will, please type it up. Send it to me in a Facebook message so that I will repost it on the replays for this particular show so that, you know, people can literally just go click on it and get it if they want to follow you. And you can't remember all the letters, if that makes sense. So just send me that message, and the replays will include all of that info. Thank you so much. It's been a wonderful conversation with you, King. And, again, we are definitely – uh, get you and Brandy back on the show to t- talk more about what y'all are doing with Just Add Honey. So thank you, thanks again, King. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for the love and thank you for the space, good brother. Enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy your, fa- uh, your, your, your Saturday, Truth Seekers. I appreciate each and every one of you all for spending a little bit of time to uh, hear about my wife and I journeys as well as uh, the journeys of Undugo. Love you all. Thank you, King. Thank hey, you, brothers. We're at the open call. Y'all want to jump in and talk about anything Jamel's been saying? Uh, I think everything that we were hearing is wonderful. I, I enjoy sitting back and just letting that brother, you know, kind of lay out why they were doing it. Um, you know, we didn't even get too much into our back and forth. And our back and forth, again, was done in a way of dialogue as we typically do on um, mental dialogue, just from the standpoint of 
we're always open to different opinions. Uh, even just even talking, as I kind of keep saying to him in reference to pushing back, or or really he pushed back on what I had to say. Um, I, I was making the point, really not like what he laid out is something that I'm admitting I am willing to be a part of. I, I and I know um, some of the kings that attend. You know, now that I'm coming to know that this exists, just seeing some of the pictures, I'm like, oh, I know that I know that king, I know that king. So I definitely see people that I respect that are a part of what he's doing. Uh, but just to even just get, you know, to say, in a sense, add a little more context to how that conversation started, I really was directing what I had to say at, in my opinion, there still seems to be an existence of some black men who have gotten to the stage where they're frustrated with our queens and our, and our sisters to the extent that the safe spaces that I at least seen some are trying to put together, seemingly are put together just to complain about what our queens are doing or not doing. Clearly what Jamel Shelton just laid out is not that at all. So I, I put that post up directed at, again, it seems like there are some, some black men who have gotten to that space and that's all they want to do. So I, in a sense, just to, you know, maybe defend myself a little bit. That's kind of who I was projecting that at. at. Um, was not aware of an Undugu existing to this extent. And I, I am aware of, you know, brotherhood existing, so I'm not like saying naive to that extent, but just to the extent that he's going, that sounded amazing. And I absolutely advocate that. And how couldn't I, why wouldn't I advocate that when you consider our name, Mental Dialogue, we always say, that if we can improve the conversation inside your own head, you will be better. Therefore, the community will be better. So we are absolutely advocates of what Jamel was just talking about because we're all often, as we will be doing next Friday, bring in, we often bring in psychotherapists uh, from, from, to our live event that we do once a month at Urban Ground, which is a black-owned coffee shop here in the midtown of Atlanta. So we will have a, a Dr. Katrina Pittman at the next event for our mental Olympics. So we are absolutely advocates of us as even men learning how to share and be vulnerable in a way that helps us and not hold it in just as uh, Jamel was saying. So, again, just to even give context to the little meme that I put up taking a shot at a particular group of men who I think, again, serve our community no purpose because they're now to the extent that all they want to do is complain about what our queens are doing or not doing when I, just like Jamel said, know that our queens have been holding us down since day one. And if you don't, and if you, if you feel different than that, I don't know what world you're living in. So again, that's who I was taking a shot at. So with that said, I'm going to go to a quick break and we're going to open up the open call. So if you're out there online, you do need to press one because there's so many things going on in the news. So anything that you want to talk about or any direction you might want to go, I am definitely open to taking an open call and letting you, as the truth seekers, guide the rest of this conversation for the next 45 minutes. I do need your help. If you're online listening, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646 787 one six nine one. Please 
dial that number and press 1 and help me get through this conversation. I do not want to do this alone. We'll be right back, but all I ask is that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. There are three ways to become wealthy in the U.S., either through entrepreneurship, the stock market, or through real estate. However, many of us are stuck in the rat race because we have yet to learn the basics of finance. On Saturday, February 22nd at 11 a.m., Mental Dialogue and Core Financial presents the Financial Freedom to Wealth Building webinar. Come get the roadmap you need to your financial freedom in order to build generational wealth for your family. This webinar features three certified financial experts. First, you will learn from Justin Hempstead, the founder of Flight Academy, a youth financial literacy program and tax accountant. Next, you will learn from Ashley Thomas, MBA and CRPC personal finance coach, as she demystifies the stock market. And last, Natalie Mojada-Ajo, CEO and real estate at Keller Williams Buckhead, as she breaks down the basics of home buying. Please take advantage of the Financial Freedom to Wealth Building webinar Saturday, February 22nd at 11 a.m. To sign up, please visit financialfreedomandwealthbuilding.eventbrite.com. Again, that's financialfreedomandwealthbuilding.eventbrite.com. Please go to the site, check out the seminar, let's get your money right. Back listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This is our open call where we open up the phone lines to all of you. As true seekers out there listening, please press 1 and let us know you want to speak. I want to take this wherever any of you might want to go. We're definitely, again, this is something we did at the end of last year, and a lot of true seekers said, let's do that more. So I'm hoping a few of you want to get in. I definitely see some people on the line, but I definitely need somebody to press 1. And let's kick it off. You know, again, we can continue some of what um, Jamel had to say. If you want to make any comments about what he said in the last hour, our conversation with Smart People's uh, first hour guest, Jamel Shelton, account manager at Just Add Honey and, found, and co-founder of Undugo. Again, a lot of what he was saying was wonderful to me. I guess I'll right now nobody's pressing one, so I guess I'm kind of left to kick this off myself. So one thing that was kind of on my mind, we don't do a, a lot of politics, if you will, on the uh, Mental Dialogue talk show, but as, as I've been watching some things play out in, in politics, if you will, uh, one thing that I will tell you personally that is disturbing for me, and I'll just give a, a personal opinion about this again, we don't typically touch politics, and let me tell you why before I even tell you my personal take here, but a big reason we don't do a whole lot of politics, we have done it from time to time uh, on, on the Mental Dialogue talk show, but the biggest reason is Ultimately, we like to say that we specialize in the art of consideration, and that simply means when having a conversation that you are willing to consider what the other person has to say, even if it's something that you disagree with. Well, one of the areas that people are least willing to listen to one another is politics, and so quite often you cannot practice the art of consideration, as I call it, 
uh, when it comes to these conversations within the context of politics very often because people are obviously long-held beliefs. Uh, people choose size to a certain extent. Uh, for again, we do some political shows from time to time. So if you're a long-time listener, you know that I'm, in a sense, a political independent. So when we do it, I still try to do have those conversations within the context of I bring both sides to the table and have a dialogue. I think recently the last time we did one was, you know, can we have a reasonable conversation about the impeachment, which was a, a wonderful show at the end of last year. So, again, we do touch the subject from time to time. But one thing that I've been watching this week, and, again, this is just a, my personal stance as a political independent, uh, is the, the, the pushing of uh, Bloomberg, if you will, that's, that seems to be a, a big push on the Democratic side of things as far as, 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 a, as a potential candidate, uh, if you will. And for me, that has been particularly disturbing uh, because one of the things that I personally care about very much, uh, if, you, if you know me, is the concept of mass incarceration. And so it has been blowing my mind to see that Bloomberg is starting to get pushed forward after having the history he had in New York as the mayor of New York with stop and frisk and, and, and wrapping that up to the extent that they were stopping more brothers than were actually in the city of New York. That's how often a lot of brothers were getting stopped and, in my opinion, harassed with, the, the, in a sense, the concept of stop and frisk. So it is blowing my mind that this guy is being pushed to the degree that he's being pushed and that there are people in our community willing to endorse this guy with that history of something you can literally look at the action and say, okay, this is his history. Because quite often, when you think about it, when it comes to politicians, sometimes you don't really know the actions that they've done in the past that are that, that are directly beneficial or harmful to you uh, from from a personal standpoint. If we if we always say, quite often we say politics is about self interest. I don't know that collectively that a lot of groups do that, and I'm not just us, but a lot of a lot of people. Sometimes we always say that people are voting against their own interests, and why would they do that, or how do they do that? And quite often there's in my opinion, that happens due to collective thinking or, you know, in a sense, somebody else kind of saying, hey, here's how this policy benefits you, and you decide to listen to it or not listen to that. So I understand, in a sense, how it happens, uh, but I am definitely struggling with the concept of this guy being pushed to the forefront based on a, a, a history that I absolutely feel is not beneficial to our community overall, so it is mind-blowing for me personally to see this guy getting pushed. Again, I say, you know, push doesn't mean he's going to be the one selected in the primaries, if you will, but I will say if, if, they, if the Democrats roll this guy out, I'm, 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 I'm going to be blown away. We got somebody wanting to get in on this discussion again. Y'all can take these conversations wherever you are. I am encouraging the truth seekers to get in because I don't want to talk – by myself for the next 30 minutes. Let's see what we got here. Peace and power. Area code doing, 864, last 3244. How you doing? You live in that? Yeah, you live with us. Give us your three cents. Tell us where you're calling from. I'm sorry, say your name, where you're calling from, and give us your three cents on this morning's discussion. Go ahead, King. 
this is Equine from calling from uh, South Carolina. And um, thanks for calling in. You know, what you got for us? Yes, sir. The, the, and, and my opinion, my approach to this this topic is going to be a very pro-black approach, right? Meaning, uh, looking at the betterment, things that are going to be better for my people going forward. And you know, now there's a lot of po- uh, political discussions going on. And and in in my opinion, nobody that they could ever roll out would be beneficial for black folk. You understand? Even if it isn't, and I'm I didn't hear who you were talking about, but I'm pretty sure you were talking about Michael Bloomberg, right? Mm-hmm. And the sad thing that's is, what I was talking about. That, yeah, you're right. That's what I was talking about. Go ahead. Right. I'm 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 sure. The sad thing is, is that you know even in the face of uh you know. Who the black people have deemed as their best president before Barack Obama, you know, and we all know the answer to that would be Bill Clinton. But under Bill Clinton, the most Negroes in history were locked up in jail, you know. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that we are voting for or applauding or praising the same person that's going to be putting food in our house and not stealing from our house. And I think that's where we as a people have been, because we, uh, being that these candidates are selected rather than elected. And when you look at the white power infrastructure, that is the basis in which this country was built upon, right? When you look at slavery, it didn't make a difference if you were Republican or Democratic. You understand this was an interest of all Europeans until it started being where the Confederates were running their slavery in a more brute manner, you know, giving them an edge economically. That's why it became to be a problem. You understand? It wasn't because they were dehumanizing black folk. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, as we as we look at the system, as we look at what it means to us, I think we should question more. And if we had any politics that were any political party that would represent us as black people, we need to go back and look at what the Black Panther Party was doing, what they were trying to do, what other groups have been doing in that mind. You know, having uh, politics that represents who you are, you understand? And and we haven't had that up until this day, up until 2020. And to say that in the face of us trying to get better uh, representation now they're going to roll this out of uh, this idiot Bloomberg and the fact that you could potentially have some black folk that are going to be voting for this guy this is just a reality and it shows a, a level of naivety that even goes in casting your ballot because I say well hey don't put all your eggs in one basket thinking casting your ballot is going to be in the, the end of the world because it's not you know what we see we voted Barack Obama in you understand it was the majority of black people probably the highest participation at the voting polls ever. I don't recall one thing positive being done under Barack Obama. That's just that's just a you know a fact in my mind. I can recall turning the TV on and there well, being a whole it's lot a, it's of an opi- it's an opinion. It's a, let's be fair. It's an opinion in your mind, but it's, it's, but again, we welcome all opinions. But that's fair. I mean, it's fair right, to call right, it an opinion right. well, well, opinion for yourself. Well, right, right, right. Well, well, well. I, I I'll say. It is the burden of whoever is not liking that I prove that I provided that in factual content to bring me some facts to the table of how poli- uh, politics under Barack Obama 
help that bans black people anywhere. I want to know that because I've been having this conversation on many a platform, and I think it's agreeable with scholars in it that Barack Obama didn't do a damn thing for us. So that that's that's. Just, so let me let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this to you real quick. Cause I got somebody else that want to get in as well. Let me say this to you real quick. I'll say a couple things. Um, I definitely got some people, some truth seekers out there that would love to have that conversation with you just to share. And, again, it's not where I stand. It's just, again, I've seen people, uh, you know, be able to provide some of the info that you're talking about. And, and again, it's not which side I'm on. I'm, again, I've just seen people be able to do it. And one thing I'll just uh, – I will give context that – now, I will say historically, and, again, this is just from at least my study, and, again, you have your perspective as well. But I, one thing I will say historically is – it absolutely was advantageous to be Republican at the time that they were trying to end the enslavement. I understand the economic argument that you're making, um, but I will tell you more study. It, it was a context of economics and actually getting rid of the 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 the, the, the human aspect of the slavery. They went hand in hand more. It, it wasn't one or the other. It was they went hand in hand. And this again, that's just throwing out a little historical context of some of what you had to say. I definitely got other people that want to give their three cents. I want to give you plenty of time. Appreciate you getting in on this conversation where I absolutely agree to with you is the naivety of Bloomberg, and specifically when it comes to our community, that one definitely blows my mind. Let me get to some of these other callers. Thanks a lot for your three cents, King. Okay, yeah, yes, yes, sir, brother. And 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 if you could, uh, I guess let you know, I would like to hear some of the good stuff that Barack Obama did for Black folk. Hey, I might yeah, I might have to figure out how to get y'all connected because I don't know if you follow us on Facebook. So go yeah, what you do if you will go follow me uh, on the, at Mental Dialogue. And I'll get you connected to some people that can make that stance. I'm not saying I'm able to make that stance, but I've definitely seen some people make some quality stances when it comes to that. So if you will, go follow us on Mental Dialogue, leave me a message, and I'll get y'all connected, and maybe y'all can dialogue that out. Thanks a lot, King. All right, let's get to the next caller. I appreciate you. Actually, I got another break. So let me go to the quick break in 600. The last three 600, we're going to get to you coming out of break. Listening to the Mental Dialogue talk show. All I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at MoneyMotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still go with me. Because I look like money. Smell like money. Talk like money. Even walk like money. 
Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. You are in the open call of the Mr. Dialogue second hour. So let's go to another caller and see what they got for us. If you're just now tuning in, you can call in. We can discuss anything you would like to discuss that's going on out there. All right, let's go with the next caller. Area code eight five zero last three six zero zero. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's open call on the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. Good morning, my story is Ephraim uh, calling from the highway I seventy five south, somewhere near Atlanta. Uh, just listening to the show, I, I enjoyed the only caught a little bit of first hour, but I did enjoy what I heard, and uh, I think that's something that's real positive and needed. Um, as uh, far as what you were talking about, uh, the political arena with Bloomberg, it it seems to me I haven't watched a whole lot uh, of the debates or anything or what's been going on, but it looks like the Democrats are just, to me, it seems like they're desperate to to try to get anybody they think might have a chance of beating Trump just, you know, with, uh, from the idea or perspective that anything is better, anybody's better than him. Um, so Bloomberg, you know, see with that bill I saw where Sam Donaldson, you know, the old uh, uh, retired um, newscaster for, uh, is, is supporting uh, back in Bloomberg for that reason as well. I think personally I kind of like some of the stuff that Chang was saying and uh, uh, Steyer, I think Tom Steyer might have a shot, but the rest of them that are more popular seem to be, you know, uh, getting more support from the from the masses. I just don't see them being strong enough. So I just want to get your right. thoughts on that. You know, I'm, a, I'm pretty much a political independent myself, so I don't have I don't put a whole lot of stock in any of them. But I right. just want to get your opinion on what you think about that. No, yeah, I, I agree. I think the optics, if we're just going to be, if we're going to be very honest about the optics, I think you're dead on that it appears to be a a very desperate. You know what I mean? And so, let me, let me um, put you on mute while I answer you, because I can tell you on the, on the road. Hold on one second. But um, I agree that um, a lot of what you're saying, it definitely had appears to be the optics. And for you know, for somebody listening again. Uh, if you, if as political independence, you may hear that I'm that I'm on a side or, or but I'm not. Uh, it's just the optics appear to be one of desperation. And but what I again, but I as I said personally, if Bloomberg is the one rolled out, that that is a way to lose my vote as a political independent because I'm not decided. I'm not on a, the left or the right at this point. But if, if that's who you roll out, that's a that's a no shot for me as a political independent who who. When it comes to national elections, I always say that people kind of pick a couple of issues, and that's kind of how you decide that. Local politics is way more important than, than national, even though we tend as a public to pay more attention to national. And I just say because that is my one of my number one issues, and I think it should be high on the quote-unquote black agenda, if Bloomberg, who we roll out, I'm totally against that. So, but again, Ever, I'm gonna bring you back on real quick. I agree that for the most for the most part, things do seem desperate. I don't see a strong candidate in in, in, in the sense 
if if going up against Trump is what the Democrats want to do, I don't think I see that as of yet personally either. I think that's what you're saying. Uh, I'll give you one last quick thought, and then we got to go to another caller. Yeah, so in that situation, would you just not vote at all, or would you vote for Trump? <laughs> um, if you if you if you if you don't get me Bloomberg, because I'm adamantly against him, I, I may have to figure it out. Like last election, I went independent because again, I'm independent. I went third party. Um, but if you roll out Bloomberg, I'm I'm you know I I don't say it admittedly. You roll Bloomberg out, I might go Trump. Like that's how bad that that's how bad he is, in particularly to me. Again, but that's a personal issue for me yeah. with mass incarceration. You, you, you're a friend of mine, so you know how much I care about that issue. You can't roll out yeah. a person that did, did what he's done his, you know, in his history and think that that's somebody who could get my vote. That's just being very honest. That's how fed up I am with the fact that he's being put out front. Let me go to these other callers. Thanks a lot for your three cents this morning. All right, next caller. Four zero four last three two two two. Give us your name, where you're calling from. Give us your three cents on this morning's open call. Take it wherever you like. Good morning, Montoya. I am one of the sisters calling in to support um, the Ndugu movement. My name is Althea. Oh, I'm calling beautiful. in from Gwinnett County, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. And um, I have a husband who is one of the co-founders with Jermail and has been oh, attending nice. these meetings monthly. And I will tell any one of your listeners, male or female, um, it is amazing to see the impact on our entire household with what happens when brothers have a safe space to talk to each other and share. When you're talking about mental health and mental wellness of the black man, we're talking about – dealing with fathers, their own fathers, your own fathers. Loving mm-hmm. relationships or challenging relationships. Uh, Ndugu was so pivotal in helping my husband deal with the loss of his father that he was very, very close wow. to. And we have two sons. One is grown, 21. Wow. Another one is a teenager, 17. And, you know, as a wife, I'm trying to be supportive to my husband and help him through this difficult time, but I'm going to tell you honestly, it was those men at Undugu on those third Sundays that brought that man back uh, to us in this household, not bringing him back as he was, but bringing him back even stronger. And so I'm a huge proponent for safe Mm -hmm. space for men to share um, confidentially and honestly and have real talk about real issues. I don't mean surface stuff, but I mean really getting right. into to honest truths and not feeling like your your woman or your wife or your partner needs to know anything because I don't want to know anything except that you're happy and you're whole. And I know firsthand the impact that a healthy black man has, not only on his household, but on the entire community. So I just wanted to say thank you for having Jermail on from Just Add Honey and um, also talking about mental health from the black man's perspective. Thank you for letting me call in. No, absolutely. If I can, before you go real quick, I just want to tell you I appreciate hearing the other perspective. You're like, how, you can't beat that. You can't beat, you know, even a Jermail saying this is what it's done for me. But you can't be mm-hmm. having a queen call it and say, hey, 
my household is better because of this. And and, and yeah. this being, again, this safe space. And I don't know if you caught in the beginning where I share the reason even Jamel, who, I, again, I've been knowing for a long time, so I was glad to even share the Just Had Add Honey story. But uh, we got into a little back and forth because I just kind of, you know, put something out there saying I don't know about these safe spaces for men. And, and and now I know, and now I can't wait to be a part of it again. Jamel, somebody who I absolutely respect anyway. So even off the strength of him alone, I, I jokingly said to him, I said, "I'm gonna come, but I'm gonna come with a side eye." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, but but and when I, I hear, hear a queen, I hear that part. <laughs> Yeah, he, and, and, and true Jamel, he said, "Come on with your side eye, just come on." With your side eye. Yeah, I, so, you know, I, so I just want to say not thank you, somebody, Oh, you're absolutely welcome, and I can say not as a fly on the wall because I've never been in there, but I promise you, you could go in with a side eye, both eyes closed, wide open, you will come <laughs> out just feeling. I, I don't, I, I can't even describe it, but I promise you'll be more powerful from the inside out. No, absolutely. I definitely plan to start attending. Absolutely. Thank you, Queen, for that, uh, I guess, recommendation, if you will. But, again, we can't beat it, beat hearing it from somebody who's seeing the results. So thank you so much for that, for that three cents, Queen. All right. Thank you. Let's Have a great another... day and a great weekend. Absolutely. Peace and light. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. Let's get to another caller. Thank you all for getting in, y'all. I didn't definitely want to make you all hear me talk for 40 minutes. I see you out there, Brother Pianchi. I got one more for you. I got you. got you next. Area code three one three last three nine six six. Give us your name, where you calling from, and your three cents on this morning's open call. Go wherever you like. What's up, Montoya? This is Derek. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, Kane? Thanks for calling in for supporting the Mental Dialogue open call again. I think I appreciate y'all calling in. What you got for us, Kane? As always, I just want to speak to the first gentleman who who spoke. You know, it, it really concerns me that. People who think like that, meaning that they, because nowhere in his conversation did he say, unless I overheard it, uh, or misheard it rather, or didn't hear it rather, that he chose who he was going to vote for or even indicated who he might vote for. Did he? I don't think so. I don't, yeah, I don't think, I know I didn't ask you that in particular, and I don't think I heard it. So now go ahead. I'll let you finish though. So my concern is for people who think like that to look, this is not whether or not I am, whether or not I voted for Barack Obama or not, whether I am an advocate for him or not, but for him to put it on us to provide to him accomplishments of him, Barack Obama, of what he has done for the black community, to say that there hadn't been any is hyperbole and that concerns me about our black community also in the in the sense of look people are entitled to do what they want i'm just offering my two cents and my concern is how people are so jaded jaded about it look when have we not been in a position as a people to vote lesser of the two evils and many of these candidates whom i have been following we're going to find, find skeletons in many of them. Hell, we already got Booker out as well as uh, the lady in California, the African-American woman in California. Black people need to stop being so damn sensitive 
okay? Look, we're always going to be in a position where we're choosing the lesser of two evils, and that also included Barack Obama. Hell, that also included Jesse Jackson and, and Al Sharpton and many other blacks that have also voted. You're going to find skeletons in the closet of many people, even you, even me, even the guy who called in, and all the others. So we have to not be one-issue voters where we have one issue that we have a problem with. We are going to have a problem with it. I don't think any African-American, no matter what political ideology or side they fall on, is going to to not have an issue with any candidate. They're going to have an issue. We're all going to have issues with how they view African-Americans and policing and brutality. But don't be a one-issue voter and select not to vote. And do understand that, look, you're entitled to vote independent if you want to. I'm speaking to not just you but anybody. But not, voting independent, we – this is not – you know, this is serious. And I understand that one a person may say, well, it's so serious that I'm going to vote independent and I don't like, you know, any of the Democratic candidates. But, but I also don't like Trump. To vote independent is voting for Trump. Actually, in essence, if you speak to many political pundits and even strategists, they are saying that it equals two votes for the other side. So I just want people to really think about that. And I'm not even going to go into providing accomplishments of of Barack Obama because, you know, there are many things I didn't uh, that I didn't like about him either. But people need to understand. Mitch McConnell was the Speaker of the House, as he is today, and we all see how he behaved. And let's, let us not forget what he did to prevent Barack Obama from advancing any agenda that he did want to push, even if it was for African Americans or any others. Now, again, I'm not an advocate for him. I'm just stating facts. So people just need to be – just pay attention to that. You're going to find – Shitty-ass candidates on either end. But who's shittier than Trump right now? And I'll just end it at that. So I'm going to say this to you, and i got to go to a break. So what I'll say to you is, just you know, where I was rocking with you was the hyperbole of uh, the, the, the comment about Barack Obama doing nothing, right? And, and the reason I was rocking with you was because hyperbole any on any conversation is usually not going to be correct if you're on the extremes. But I'll, I will now turn around and tell you, and I'm up against the break, but I'll say back to you that, as you said, for him not to have hyperbole, you brought hyperbole in your things that you were calling facts as well. A lot of it was opinion once again. And I'll just say it from the standpoint of like you deciding that independent is a vote for Trump, that's not fair. That's not that's just a hyperbole of somebody saying that. How do you figure that's a vote for Trump? It's an independent well, vote. That's, that's and there's reasons why there are reasons why I vote independent but I'll to just look but at I will go to look at the numbers and I'm just challenging people. I'm not saying it is. So I'm just saying I'm not offering hyperbole. I'm not saying that it is. I'm saying I offer to people that there are many people who do this for a living, political scientists, that will actually prove a point or a case. You may not agree with it, may not believe it. I'm just saying open your mind to the idea of the fact that it just may be that you're giving two votes to the other party. That's um, all I'm saying. So why my two, so my, my two votes could be for the Democrats then. Same, like there's no way you could 
take an independent vote and make it be for one party or the other. It's impossible to do that. But anyway, I'll the let reason you, why I do got to go to the okay. last break. Let me go to my last break. Let me go to my last break, brother. Thanks a lot for the call. Absolutely. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. Well, all I ask is that you think. For details to become a sponsor of Mental Dialogue, visit Facebook at Mental Dialogue or call Montoya Smith at 404-604-9477. That's 404-604-9477. Mental Dialogue, where all I ask is that you think, that you think, that you think. There are three ways to become wealthy in the U.S., either through entrepreneurship, the stock market, or through real estate. However, many of us are stuck in the rat race because we have yet to learn the basics of finances. On Saturday, February 22nd at 11 a.m., Mental Dialogue and Core Financial presents the Financial Freedom to Wealth Building webinar. Come get the roadmap you need to your financial freedom in order to build generational wealth for your family. This webinar features three certified financial experts. First, you will learn from Justin Hempstead, the founder of Flight Academy, a youth financial literacy program and tax accountant. Secondly, Ashley Thomas, MBA and CRPC personal financial coach, and she demystifies the stock market. And next, Natalie Ravajajo, CEO and Ravajajo Real Estate Group and Keller Williams Buckhead. Please take advantage of the Financial Freedom to Wealth Building webinar Saturday, February 22nd at 11 a.m. To sign up, please visit financialfreedomandwealthbuilding.eventbrite.com. Again, that's financialfreedomandwealthbuilding.eventbrite.com. If you've been listening to the show for the last couple of weeks, uh, we've been promoting our Wealth Building uh, Unconference, if you will, uh, we end up changing it to a webinar, so that's the change that you're hearing this week. So now you can take advantage of it outside of Atlanta, if you will, from the from from your home. It's only twenty dollars to take advantage of this webinar. I'm, I really can't speak enough about the extras that we have. We're going to give you practical information for you to get your roadmap to financial success. So please look us up for that. You have a product or service that you would love to get out to the smartest audience in radio, please also give me a call for that. We are always looking for sponsorships and advertisement for that as well. It includes all of our social media as well. Let's go to Brother Pianchi out of St. Louis. How you doing, King? What you got for us this morning? I told you, what's going on, young man? Uh, everything's good. Thanks for calling in I, on this open call, trying to get through this this last 45 minutes with, with, with all of y'all help. So I definitely appreciate all of you calling in. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you know, on this issue of politics, I get sick and tired of people trying to associate all blacks synonymous with the Democratic Party. That just ain't not true. Hey, brother, you know you're, you're not coming through as clear as normal. Can you call? Can you call right back in? Because I, I, it sounds like you're underwater a little bit. So just try to get a better connection. I've had that happen with an earlier guest, so it may just be something that happened today. So call back in so they can hear everything you're saying. All right. Yeah, brother Pianchi should be trying to call back in. I think he was saying that uh, he's upset with people seeing uh, blacks synonymous with the Democratic Party. Party. 
Uh, so we'll see what he has to say. Again, politics is definitely a hot-button issue that people tell me I should tackle much more. Again, I stay away from it as a, as a regular conversation on the Mental Dialogue Talk Show in particular because, again, there's very little consideration for what the other has, other side has to say. And I, I like to think of this show and the community club as, as, as again, the art of consideration, considering what the other side has to say. I always tell people that I think the, the truth that we often are seeking is on the other side of uh, what we believe. So you have to learn to listen to what the other, has, other side has to say. Let's see if this is Brother Pianchi coming through clearer. Yeah, it's me better. Is that you live? Yeah, it is. Is that better? Yeah, I'm coming through much clearer. So go ahead, King. Yeah, we can hear you very clear now. Yeah, what I was going to say is I, I really get disturbed when you have black people call in and make statements like all blacks are synonymous with the Democratic Party. And that is really, really perturbed. Let me ask you this real but, quick, uh, Brother Fiocchi. Let me ask you something. I want you to finish. Let me ask you a question. Now, I don't think I heard anybody do that today. Now, did you feel like you heard that today? Or I, didn't, I don't think I heard that well, particular you thing, you but maybe, maybe you thought like you heard party. Party. <laughs> Somebody said that you, when you vote independent, you're voting for the other party. And you know me, I'm out front. I voted for Donald Trump in 2016, and I will again in 2020, this year. Why? Because his issues fit my interests. And a lot of other people's interests. That's what it should be all about. So, you know, I want to make a comment on another thing. You were talking about the Bloomberg. I really don't care for him either. But the thing is, is that I hear a lot of people put talk about putting emphasis on the person that commits the crime, but nobody makes mention about the victims. And case in point, you look at Ferguson. You have blacks that are fleeing Ferguson that has been there for decades to other areas because the police have changed. And believe it or not, during the time when they had real tough policing, the community was 70% black, and they approved of that in order to protect the interests that they had. So, you know, these things have to be taken into consideration. And too often of times they are not. People are getting robbed. People are being carjacked. And as they're doing these things, the message should go out to them and say, look, you dress like, wear your hair like, people who are not engaging in that activity. So when you engage in that activity, you are putting them as a target of similarity to be stopped and frisked when it's you who should be stopped and frisked. You follow me? Uh, the last part kind of confused me when you say, so like, like who, when you say, when somebody, you said, when you, I'm just making sure I'm understanding exactly what you're saying. So the person that you're saying, when you say you should be stopped and frisked, what, 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 is, what is their demeanor or how are they carrying themselves? And, 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 but you're saying they're the one making the complaint. I said, I think I'm following you, but I'm missing it a little bit. So just kind of explain it to me so I make sure I'm following exactly what you're saying. I want to make sure I'm fair to you. Well, the message should go out over radio, for instance, hip-hop, R&B, rap. The message should go out to those who are out there causing the mayhem. 
and say, look, why are you causing this mayhem in the community of Europe? Okay, I'm, I think I understand what you're saying now. So let me say, let me ask you this, brother, because yeah. again, because again, I am not a fan of quote unquote stop and frisk whatsoever. But I don't know, in my opinion, tell me what you think about this. But I don't know if it's as simple as maybe 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 I'm maybe I'm amplifying it too much. But I don't know if it's as simple as passing on the message because quite often people that are involved in that type of activity. It's not messaging that has them involved in it. It's typically, one, their life circumstances, and then the issue with stop and frisk, if I can say this to you and definitely want to hear your three cents on it, is that it gets extended and overused for people who absolutely do not deserve it, uh, you know, to a certain extent. And so it's not about necessarily who's doing the mayhem. It's about what I consider over-policing when it gets done to the extent that you're just getting stopped every day just because like that's and then maybe and maybe that's not what you're saying but i just want to kind of give you my side of why i'm not a, a fan of that type of policing but go ahead uh brother Pian. well i'm uh i'm not trying to put you in the area of ferguson missouri or berkeley or castle point or spanish lake now out there in north st louis county but i'm saying this you have blacks that's out here committing crimes and when the police, it's called, a description goes out, and that description, part of the, all of us, description a whole lot of people that's not doing anything. Matter of fact, in some cases, they are the victim of these crimes. So okay, if these people that's committing crimes care that much about their people, go someplace else and commit those crimes. Well, you can be more easily subjected than blending in with everybody else. Yeah, I mean, is that clear? <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah it's, it's clear. I just, I know if I was a criminal, I would absolutely do the opposite of what you just said, though, which is, because <laughs> I, I got I to gotta blend in. And again, I'm not a fan of criminals. Uh, and, and, and again, uh, it's not, and I'm definitely not saying let's not police criminals. Like, I think sometimes the, the issues that, for those of us who are against mass incarceration, sometimes I think, our perspective is received as is as if we have an issue with policing itself. Uh, it's it's you know what I mean. But I definitely hear what you're saying too. That sometimes you know yeah. the things that the acts that they're committing are are allowing people to be stopped that are not doing nothing because they fit the subscription. So I do understand yeah, you, that perspective. That's what it is. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead it's go ahead, what you call. It's what you call cause and effect. If you call something, mm-hmm. it's going to affect a whole lot of people that don't deserve to be affected. So right. if you're black and you care about your people, then don't be doing those things. It's going to cause the effect where your people that's not doing anything, that's following the law and going about their business, won't be subjected to ridicule. That's simple. Yeah. Well, the thing is, most blacks are not doing those things. Unfortunately, we know we're talking about the yeah, three absolutely to five percent. Right. Yeah, the three for you know three to five percent that exists in all communities. You know what I'm saying? But all communities don't receive the extended over policing, in my opinion. And and then when I say over policing, I'm not talking about just stopping frisk. We're just talking about um, even issues. It's not even related to just blacks in the sense of you know you and I talked about this. I know we agree on this that. For the most part, law enforcement has procedures. 
that, that, that they they should follow. And well, we I think we do agree. There are times where they're not always following that, and we would just want some accountability. The lack of accountability is where we get the extension that we that our community is always pushing back against. So if there was more accountability, then I think we would have less issues in this area, just as a thought. But we are at the end of the show. I'm always thankful for your three cents, uh, Brother Pianchi. For... Now, thanks a lot, King. Appreciate you. We are at the end. So for anybody out there listening, Hope y'all have enjoyed this open call. Again, this is something that we're trying from time to time. Some of you have asked for it, so I definitely appreciate y'all calling in, letting me know this is something that we want to do. Um, I, I absolutely enjoyed the first hour guest, uh, Jamel Shelton. My brother really, really came on the show and, and, and brought, brought it. Um, if I will, for this last 30 seconds, if you are in the Atlanta area, we got a full weekend for you next weekend. We got the Mental Dialogue Live Experience, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, as well as our 2020 Financial Freedom to Wealth Building webinar next Saturday. It will be going on at the same time as the show, so you don't have to kind of decide. You can listen to the first show for the first hour and then jump on the webinar. Um, I will have my longtime um, co-host Christy Gaynell will be running next Saturday's show, which is What Does Submission Like a Woman's Viewpoint? The next week we will follow up with the all-men's panel, the men's point point of view of what the submission look like within marriage. So should be a couple of interesting weeks. Please tune in the next couple of weeks and give us your three cents. All I ask is that you think. <laughs>